I'm Aaron Schachter. This is The World. Back in the 1960s, two U.S. Air Force planes collided in midair off the coast of Spain. Several crew members were killed. One of the planes was a B-52 loaded with four nuclear bombs. The weapons fell from the sky near Palomares, a small village along Spain's Mediterranean coast. There was no nuclear explosion, but parts of the town and surrounding land were contaminated with radioactive material. The U.S. took the lead in cleaning up the mess, but decades later, some in Spain are still demanding that the Americans finish the job. Now there may finally be a resolution. The world's Jerry Haddon reports from Palomares. The U.S. government calls them broken arrows, nukes that go astray. On a sunny January morning in 1966, Palomares got four of them. Overhead, at 31,000 feet, an American B-52 bomber collided with a refueling plane and broke apart. Three of its H-bombs fell to land, the fourth into the sea. A local guy named Manolo Gonzalez says he was outside when he heard this tremendous explosion. I looked up and saw this huge ball of fire falling through the sky, he says. The two planes were breaking into many pieces. Gonzalez saw one half of the flaming bomber crash to the ground right about where the local elementary school stood, where his wife was teaching. I went flying across the town on my scooter, he says, but the plane had just barely missed the school itself. In fact, no one on the ground was killed that morning. Townsfolk call it the only positive part of this story. The Americans weren't so lucky. Seven U.S. airmen died. Four others managed to eject safely from the burning planes. I saw two parachutes coming down, Gonzalez says. I got in my car and drove after them. There were only two cars in all of Palomares in 1966, and one phone and no running water. But the skies over that poor region of southern Spain were being crisscrossed daily by the world's most modern war machines, It was the height of the Cold War, and the U.S. had B-52 bombers in the air 24 hours a day in case of a Russian first strike. Southern Spain was along one flight path. Within days after the crash, the beach here in Palomares became a base for a massive military operation involving some 700 American airmen and scientists. Their goal? To find the nukes and secure them. Science writer Barbara Moran wrote a book about the accident called The Day We Lost the H-Bomb. She says locating the bombs was especially urgent because some of their toxic payload had spilled out. So these bombs that fell on land, two of them broke open and they scattered uh, plutonium dust across the countryside. Dust that the wind was blowing into the air, meaning people might inhale it. Plutonium is especially dangerous if it gets into your lungs. To clean it up, what they decided to do was remove the contaminated dirt from the most contaminated areas. Literally scrape the first three inches of topsoil up, seal it in barrels, and ship it to a storage facility back in the U.S. They did have a plan in place for this type of thing. I think they called it Operation Moist Mop. (laughs) But again, you know, it was all like supposed to be on some sort of, you know, nice flat square piece of land somewhere on U.S. territory, not on this random place where nobody speaks English and there's all these farmers and goats walking around. As the cleanup got underway, the U.S. and Spanish government set out to convince the world that they had things under control, that there was no danger. Then U.S. Ambassador Biddle Duke came down from Madrid for a swim before the TV cameras. Ambassador, we detect any radioactivity in the water? (laughs) If this is radioactivity, I love it. The U.S. wrapped up Operation Moist Mop four months later. 
As a precautionary measure, the U.S. and Spain agreed to fund yearly health checks on residents and to monitor the soil, the water, the local crops, the air for decades. Over the years, there's been no evidence that anyone has fallen sick as a result of the accident. The food and water remain clean. So most everyone has forgotten about Palomares, except the people of Palomares, because the U.S.'s moist mop missed some spots. Jose Maria Herrera is a local journalist who's been investigating the accident since the 1980s. He stands on a ridge overlooking one of three fenced-off contaminated areas. In all, we're talking about some 100 acres. Herrera points to a hill within the fenced area. That crater there, he says, is where one of the bombs fell. He says you could extract at least half a pound of plutonium from the soil there today. Actually, just how much plutonium is still out there is hard to determine because the U.S. has never said how much the bombs were carrying to begin with. But Spanish investigator Carlos Sancho estimates that between 15 and 25 pounds of the material ended up in the soil. Sancho runs the Palomares section of CIEMAT, which is roughly the Spanish equivalent of the U.S.'s Department of Energy. He insists that the plutonium that remains does not pose health risks as long as these sites remain undisturbed. The earth there can't be moved, he says, because the plutonium is latent in the soil. If we disturb the soil, the plutonium could be dispersed. So Palomares is like a sleeping dragon. Let it lie and there's no problem. Yet townsfolk say that in itself is a problem. They say the sites still cause extensive damage. Local barman Andres Portillo says the damage is to the town's image. He says every time the story hits the media, it hurts tourism. A lot of people don't want to come here because they think the quality of life must be low, he says, that cancer rates are higher, when that's not the case at all. Some here say that without the negative publicity, this town could be every bit as popular as its more famous neighbor, Marbella. So Palomares finds itself trapped. When residents complain, the accident makes headlines again, and the number of visitors drops, as do the prices farmers get at market for their produce. But now, 46 years after the accident, there are indications that Spain and the U.S. may be closing in on a permanent solution. In February, Spain's foreign minister, José García Margallo, met with Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, then with reporters. He said, Secretary Clinton has said this will be resolved before her mandate is up. In my opinion, García Margallo went on, that's about the strongest commitment you can make. Though the U.S. State Department quickly released a statement saying that no such commitment had been made, serious talks are underway, says a spokesman for the U.S. Embassy in Madrid. As to when an agreement might be reached, over who pays for the second cleanup, how it will be done, where the contaminated soil will be stored, and so on, that's still up in the air. So the residents of Palomares wait, as they have for nearly half a century. And from time to time, they allow themselves to dream. Hacer un, un museo Palomares Deputy Mayor Juan José Pérez says he hopes he can turn the tragedy into something positive, maybe build a museum explaining how it all happened, he says, maybe even in the shape of a B-52 bomber. We could offer guided walking tours through the affected areas, he says. But he says for any of that to happen, this story first needs an ending. For him, it would end with the U.S. coming back and finishing the job. For The World, I'm Jerry Haddon. Palomares, Spain. Unspoiled beaches next to radiation detection devices. You can see Jerry's video on Palomares at theworld.org.